Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. and welcome to a new series of Recall the Midwife. Today we are watching series six, episode one. I'm Alex. I'm Becky. I'm Jen. A reminder that this week's episode deals with domestic violence, childhood trauma, PTSD, and mental health issues. So if those topics are ones you would prefer to skip this time, we understand and hope you join us for the next one. In the first episode of series six, the group returned from South Africa. Trixie has stayed behind at Hope Clinic on a temporary secondment. The nuns and midwives don't receive the warm welcome that they were expecting under Sister Ursula's stewardship. Sister Julianne receives a call from the mother house upon her return and is informed that she will now report to Sister Ursula, who has been put in charge of all matters medical and spiritual at the Nartis house. The midwives get straight back to work at the clinic and we meet Trudy Watts and her young son, Mickey. Trudy's husband, Lester, is being released from prison and she rushes off to meet him. But the warm welcome turns sour when they're behind closed doors and we learn that Trudy is a victim of domestic violence. When Trudy goes into labour early after being thrown to the floor and locked in the bedroom, she and Mickey escape and seek refuge at Nanata's house where she gives birth to a baby girl. But the following morning at the maternity hospital, Lester visits the new baby and threatens Trudy. Determined to make a new life for her children, she returns home and changes the locks. Sister Mary Cynthia visits Trudy at home and she's there when Lester tries to force his way into the house. The violence that Sister Mary Cynthia witnesses triggers a breakdown and Dr. Turner is called. Meanwhile, Turner and Dare find out against all odds that they're expecting a baby. Barbara and Tom share news of their engagement, but with no ring to show off. And Patsy receives an unexpected letter from Hong Kong. Whoa, I forgot about <laughs> two storylines that you just said in the recap. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Jennifer, like, <laughs> how did you forget that? Gee whiz. <laughs> I literally just watched the episode again last night. Oh my god. Can goodness. we just really quick talk about Sister Ursula and the fact that she's probably the worst human being that ever walked the earth? <laughs> but then at yes. times I feel a bit sorry for it, but she is awful. 
I agree, uh, and I really like the actress as well because I've seen her in so many things. Oh, I she's yeah, I love brilliant. her. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there's loads of stuff she does that's unnecessarily cruel. I know. I don't, I don't understand what they're thinking at the mother house. It's such an insult to Sister Julianne. Yeah. Yeah. One thousand percent. Maybe they're and thinking, like, "Oh, you've just had a jolly out now, now because of because of the religion thing. <laughs> Have some penance." <laughs> yeah, like you only get a little bit of fun each, you know, year or whatever. And now you're, I just, it's just so frustrating. Like Sister Julian manages Nanata's house amazingly, and she's been doing it for years and years, and then without warning or any kind of you know issue that's preceded it. Yeah, but I she think comes home and gets a major demotion. I think Sister Emmanuel has been fed by Sister Ursula. Well, it's like a holiday camp here. They're, they're very living a very non-frugal life. They're living a life that's not very religious. I think she's feeding a lot of stuff to the sister, the mother house. I think that's how it's happened. Oh yeah. Then when she I gets back, but it's because Dida and Patsy have been living their best life while everyone was in South Africa. <laughs> and it's Sister true. Monica Jones dancing in front of the TV, eating a pack of crisps. And telling her she was gyrating as well. Oh God, I know. Absolutely ridiculous. Well, when when the TV got rolled out, I was watching the episode with my mom and she was like, oh, and I was just like, that feels so cruel. And then also to like the, the part where they're doing the handicrafts in the living room when everyone's sitting around together. And she's like, oh, I find the TV, Sister Ursula says this. She's like, oh, I find the TV like such a ruination to polite conversation. And everyone's just like, Bleh. you know, and she just like, you know, she's like, it really, we all should be able to enjoy our handicrafts in peace. And, you know, with the gentle chatter of our human voices or something. And it's just like, oh, everyone, everyone was just so irritated with her. You could just tell they were all so over it. Sister Julianne was so gracious though oh. oh she oh the way she didn't i put here i'd turn the table over <laughs> 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 she had that frugal luncheon i can tell you now i'd eat all that oh my in God. one sitting I, like it was four <laughs> slices of bread and all that cheek I'd, I'd have that no that worries. wasn't even a snack for one person i know yeah that well, lunch spread so just... brutal in front of everyone that she had to say it and she was so dignified but I did put I'd turn the table over in rage yeah I literally wrote hell no in my notes when I when she came out and she said that and I was just and like the thing that was so heartbreaking was Sister Julian looked so happy to be back and then she was like oh the the weekly call from the mother house and everything and and Sister Ursula was like yeah why don't you like take that call before we sit down because I think you're gonna find out some stuff and Sister Julian's like uh I mean okay sure and then she gets the news like she's smiling when she answers the phone and then she comes back in and she looks like you know white as a ghost like you know she's just seen you know whatever and oh, it's just oh it's just so heartbreaking but just well, so sorry. stronger character is yeah. they just travel back from south africa they must have been knackered and it yeah. was pissing down do you see the room like it's, it's not like travel nowadays like that would have been just like so long to get yeah. there and back yeah like that would have been a multi-day multi-day trip for sure like at least two-day trip at least you know and they went flying. Wait, oh, oh no, wait, how did they, how did the they turn get there? blue. They went on a boat. Yeah. They went on a boat? Yeah. Yeah, because that was how Sheila sold it to Dr. Turner, that they could fly. Oh, my God. You guys. Wow. That's, like, so antique vibes, like, going on a boat, like, to get... Well, I presume it was a boat if it wasn't... Play, if it wasn't... <laughs> I just am like whenever I think of people traveling on a boat, I think of like ye olden ye times or whatever. You know what I mean? Like like at least like Titanic times, you know what I'm saying? Where it's like, oh, we're going to take the steamer across the blah 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 and like, you know, oh man. Wow. Okay. Shows what I know. But then they had to go straight to work. They were literally on shift at the clinic that afternoon. I thought that. Like, I know. Or oh, at least gives them the afternoon off. 
And Barbara just got engaged and she was all excited. And I'd say that annoyed me actually. The sister Ursula being like, I hope uh, I hope no ointment was wasted with the ring. That was unnecessary. Wait, I hope what? She's just cruel. Wait a minute, what'd she say about the ring? I hope not what? So Barbara was explaining that they didn't have a ring. To be honest, if anything, I was really annoyed at everyone's fascination with this ring. But she had, uh, you know, she had the blade of glass and she's grass, not glass. That'd be yeah. really weird. <laughs> but she had a blade, a blade. I can't even speak. She had a blade of grass in a germaline tin. Yeah. And Sister Ursula was like, "I hope no, um, no ointment was wasted." And uh, and oh, like you, like as if yeah. you scooped out the ointment to throw it away. Yeah, and Barbara looked crestfallen. And Nurse Crane, Nurse Crane did the most amazing use of husbanded. We husbanded our resources very carefully, Sister Ursula. Oh God, I know, I know. Well, and also just to fast forward, since we're talking about it, like the way Sister Ursula talked to um, Sister Mary Cynthia about her like formal lifelong vows before. She had yeah. the issue with the the Watts and everything. I she just was like, oh well, she's like, you know, we're all praying for you, and like, also, you really need to take it seriously, like, you know. And sister uh, Cynthia was like, well, I I appreciate that, and like, I am, like, I feel oftentimes that like, you know, like everyone's wishes and prayers and love for me or whatever is like holding me up like wings. She's like, oh, that's great, but like sometimes you don't feel like that, and she's like, well, I mean, you're kind of twisting my words, but like, I don't know, we all have like dark days, you know. And I just was like, it was like she was trying to find a way to cut her down and then but at the same time saying oh well you should just have faith you should just have faith and it's like okay I mean I get she's a nun but like she's still a human being like you know th- these feelings are all complicated like why can't you just meet her as a human being and I just I just oh I, that scene really me annoyed me the sister Ursula storyline and I'm not yeah. slagging off the writers of Call the Midwife I love them but did you not feel like it was a bit they decided that was it actually in season six we're going to do this because Everyone seemed to know who Sister Ursula was when they came back from South Africa. Mm. We, we I didn't. Was thinking, did you, so we hadn't seen that she was taken over because there no, was, like, there was no mention forgotten. of it. Wait, right. she didn't. So, so Julianne didn't even say anything about like, oh, Sister Ju- Sister Ursula will be here while we're away. Like, oh, now, somewhat. If you know this answer to this, someone watching, but I'm going to put my neck out and say I don't think it was. Yeah, I don't I've remember. Watched each one about twenty about times. That. Yeah, yeah. If there's a, if there's a listener who caught something we didn't, please speak up. But I I don't think <laughs> she said it. Yeah. Well, even everybody my mom... will message and be like, yes. <laughs> they <laughs> introduced <her>. very clearly. <laughs> Now, I may be able to kind of get myself off the hook because maybe that was part of a deleted scene. You're just going to say, oh, it's a deleted scene. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, do you know what I wish was a deleted scene? What I wish was a deleted scene was Sister Ursula. This is my point about needless cruelty. Mm -hmm. When Sister Ursula made Sister Julianne lift all the chairs and put all the chairs out. Oh, God, I know. And I just thought that's just ruthless. It's just cruel. Yeah, she's just no doing it to be mean and to show and to put her in her place and to make it's a humiliating. How? Huh? It's humiliating. That's not charitable of all. You know, that's not godly. Yeah. That's just humiliation. It's awful. Yeah, exactly. And well, she told also- her off for a disobedience after with the whole Trudy thing. We'll go on about the Trudy thing. But yeah, her telling her definitely. off for a disobedience when she was actually just helping someone. That's her calling. Right. That, again, right. what? Well, also, like, I, I mean, we've seen it in this in this show before. Like, all of the nuns from this order are midwife nuns, but not all of them have the same experience or training as each other, right? Because Sister Winifred came and she was a teacher before because there wasn't really a midwife calling, like, where she was stationed prior to coming to Nanata's house. So she kind of had to get her, you know, act together with that. So, like, I don't think Sister Ursula really understands how it works at Poplar. And, like, again, like, like well, even... Actually, I will say we do find out more about her background. Okay. Well, maybe I 
forgot. But I'm not, sure I forgot. Is it in this episode? Because if no. it is, I missed that. No, no, no. It's in it's in future ones. It's it's kind of like this weird explanation for all their behavior, which I'm sorry doesn't cut it for me. Yeah, I I feel like I'm not. I because I feel like when I saw the, I feel like I when I've watched these in the past, I was like, okay, well now you're kind of explaining a little bit, but like you did you really have to go that hard on everyone? And exactly. I and I'm like, no, you didn't. Abs- you did not absolutely have to go that hard. And like, yeah, I just. She just she's really she's really written and painted as the villain and like that's how I think she's gonna stay pretty much so yeah she's well talking of villains should we talk about Trudy Ooh. and Lester oh let's seamless transition <laughs> are we getting good at this? oh my gosh and so Lester we... Watts was an amazing amazing actor yeah he he was actually quite good I genuinely he, believed he was awful like he was he was so good at being a horrible bugger oh, yeah I he know. was awful I know so he'd been in prison for demanding money with menaces which, <laughs> which I believe you, you can totally see it you can totally see it also don't you kind of see him as just that like flashy guy who can like could have caught Trudy's eye very easily because he was always wearing like tight sweaters and like tight suits and like you know so much brill cream in his hair and like all that kind of stuff like that and then you know the second he gets what he wants it's like okay well now I own you and I'm just going to be terrible I, well, I also he... thought that her mom was oh! part of the whole thing she was very calculated in getting her together with him because she wanted that lifestyle I just say about mm-hmm. the actor by the way his name's James Farrell and I knew he'd seen him somewhere else. He's in Silent oh. Witness, but he's also in EastEnders. He's been quite a big part of EastEnders. I don't watch EastEnders, but I've seen bits with it with him in, and he's oh. brilliant. So, shout okay, out. girls, who do you think is worse, the mother, Trudy's mother, or Lester? Not that there's like an answer, but just well, at, Lester at a discussion. Puts his who do you think? Is bags out on her, and actually, probably, you know, he actually physically yeah. and emotionally abuses her. I know the mum emotionally abuses her as well. Yeah, I'm going to have to say Lester. I've got True. written. He's a nasty piece of work. He really, he is. you're not wrong. He is. I think, what did I say about him here? Let me get. Do you know what um, I thought? Was, by the way, how oh, I said, Mickey, by the way, Mickey's the cutest little cutie. Oh. oh my gosh. He's so, he's adorable. Mickey is so adorable. My daughter walked in, obviously, constantly. I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> she just walked in while it was on and she was like, what's up with his eye? And I was like, um, <laughs> it's a patch that he wears. I used to wear a patch when I was little. I had a lazy eye. And she oh. Was like, really? She was like, were well, you as cute as him? <laughs> oh. and I was like yeah no cuter yeah no he was, was so, so cute. cute also how weird um, was that scene with the tights by the way oh yeah well also like what did they say they were going to use the tights for like straining something some food thing right I don't know they were going to put some what did they say they were going to do with her tights are you talking about when he was um taking her tights off her yeah, and Phyllis was standing there, and then she saw, and she felt really uncomfortable about it. Remember that part where they were having the big party? Yeah, but I didn't remember them saying they were going to use them. Did they boil something in it, like a suet pudding or something? Yeah, the I'm making some up here. Yeah, the mother said they were going to use them for some food thing, and I and like the reason I remember that, and I don't remember what she said it was because that left my brain. But the reason I remember that was I was like, oh well, that's disgusting. Like her foot has been in that stocking all day, like and her leg too, which is okay, like you know whatever. But I'm like, you can't put food like like it just really grossed me out to think of like food or something edible or whatever like going into like a foot or anything like i just i don't you know speak like to bex here who is really ridiculously <laughs> what's the word not ocd but you're very careful <laughs> when it comes to food prep so she wouldn't be doing that you'd probably find it a bit more in my house maybe but i don't think yeah. I would put their food 
I mean, I just, I don't know. I just was like, no, feet and food do not go together. Like, keep the feet yeah, out the of party, the party, apart from the gangsters and the horrible yeah. abuser and the weird tight thing. <laughs> that party was cool. I really like the music. <laughs> oh, but I would not have wanted to be Nurse Crane walking into it. Oh, no, God, that would have been awkward. Well, to be fair, I'd, I'd have been like, hey, party, guys. How have you got everyone like pumping at a party on like a Wednesday afternoon at like 2 p.m. It was a weird time as well, wasn't it? Yeah, it was very strange. Just a word to go back to my question. Yes, Lester is horrible and like that is un- that is undebatable. Like he is just terrible, terrible. But I will say this. I don't think it, I, I just want to, advocate for how badly I think of that mother as well yeah. because that's Trudy's mom right like that's her biological yeah. mother yeah. that like gave birth to her raised her like if you think about the years and years of horrible parenting at best and that's something I mean. something that's else at worst them. that's why I genuinely think she introduced them no I agree I, I think that's up. why she introduced them too but I wouldn't say I don't think carte blanche that like Lester is worse than the mother like I think in some ways the, the mother is worse than Lester because the mom like literally like you know paved the way for Trudy to be in the situation that she's in and then when she's so terrible to Trudy when she finally decides to leave this abusive man that is even huger like nail in the coffin of how tar- terrible she is so I would just say like to me the mom and Lester are running like really neck and neck in terms of who's the bigger villain that's oh all. yeah, the, it was absolutely awful. Yeah, I mean, Lester I just didn't is... understand. I didn't understand her mother's loyalty because she's loyal to Lester, and Lester's like once Trudy's out of the seat, out of the picture. Yeah, yeah but he's she's not going to stay. Trudy won't be out of the picture. That's what she's trying to make sure. Right, right. And she's and she's probably going to do this thing where she's like, oh, well, even if she left, like, she's a little madam and, like, I'll stay around and, like, I can help you with this or whatever. She, she'd be the kind of mom that would, like, want to have an affair with him after Trudy was gone. Or even while she was probably still there because she's, you know, kind of that type. Like, Trudy makes a comment like, oh, she's always gone from, like, man to man to man and, like, you know, just a series of traumatic, like, boyfriends and ex-husbands like husbands and ex-husbands, like, in, through my childhood and everything. Because, like, she had... She had the depression and mental health issues when she was a kid as well. Remember that? that she and says? also, how old do we think Trudy was? Because that mum, she's around our age. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Mickey And Mickey was five. So... No, Mickey was six. So was say six. she had Mickey. Yeah. Say she had Mickey maybe 16, 17. That makes it even weirder that my six-year-old was like, he's really cute. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I so think that's, that's weird. About right? Yeah, I think that's about right. Yeah, just terrible. Like, just that. Oh god, that mother is so terrible. And like the fact that she would say that she's not say to her daughter that she's an unfit parent. I just she's another a brilliant actress. She's Lucy Speed. She was in EastEnders as well. Do you remember yeah. that she had an affair? She had an affair with Ricky when he was with that. She was the best friend of Bianca Jackson. Oh yeah, yeah. It was a massive storyline over here, Jen, when we were teenagers. Oh, I do remember. I'm. I was. I was glad though that it was a realistic portrayal of Lester's that gangster persona because they always glamorize it. It's like the Cray twins. Yeah, it's mm. always glamorized, whereas mm-hmm. actually they're just complete. Thugs. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, that is a very good point. Because they are very much glamorised. There's all these big films about legend and stuff like that. They're called yeah. stuff like that about Ronnie and Reggie Cray. People call their pets Ronnie and Reggie because of it. And these people ruined people's lives. They were awful. Yeah. They were mm-hmm. terrorised the whole place. And they scared mm-hmm. everyone. And they were absolute horrible non-law-abiding citizens. But we do not endorse on this podcast. No. Well, and one of the most heartbreaking scenes... I mean, so basically, just to say, like, when Lester gets out of 
prison. Trudy is, you know, basically eight and a half months pregnant. Like she's right about to drop. She's ready to go. And, you know, they have this very happy reunion for the first day and it's all very cute and whatever like that. We'll very quickly realize is that it's like, this is not, not all as it seems. But the scene that really breaks my heart is that one thing that Trudy says to him is like, please don't go back to the boxing gym. I just don't like it. And if you are going to go back, like I don't want Mickey anywhere near there because I just don't think it's a good environment for him. And then the first thing that happens is Lester takes Mickey to the boxing gym when he like picks him up early from school one day and then they go over there and then Trudy comes running in and like he just had this big speech with Mickey about oh who, who loves you most in the world and Mickey's like my mom and he's like yeah well who loves I love that he answered his mom I was yeah, like yes exactly. and then he's like okay well who loves you second most and he was like uh I really don't know and he's like well what that'd be me your dad and he's like well I don't really know if I agree with you on that one but okay <laughs> And then he puts these boxing gloves on this little boy and then he stands him in the ring and you could tell this little kid is like shaking and like cowering away. And this other boy who's also being traumatized by his family because he's, you know, t- being told to beat people up and everything. This is in a school day as well. The eight-year-old also should have been in school. Carry on. Yes, 1,000%. And but is that how old the other kid was? Eight? Well, I just put him at eight. Yeah, you know, oh, I thought he was like a twelve-year-old. Oh, well, oh. But I'm always terrible on age, so carry well, on. He still should sure. have been in school, though. He, but I mean, we're all recognizing the fact, right, that he looks yeah. so much physically bigger than Mickey, yeah. basically. Yeah. And so then the kid is like, you know, you know, like punching his hands together, like spoiling for a fight or whatever. And then Trudy comes in because Barbara's just told her that his dad picked him up from school, thinking that he was taking him to an eye doctor appointment. And then he's like, oh no, he went to the gym, and so they run. And then Mickey has just gotten knocked over, like literally flat on the ground, knocked over. And she runs in, and she's like, no, no, no. And she grabs him and gives him a hug and everything. And she's like, how dare you bring him here? And she's so mad and everything. And then that's when. When, you well, know, she they went back. to the police, which, if I'm honest, was not the Peter brightest annoyed, thing yeah. done. Well, but also, he's not the brightest thing in this episode. Oh, he annoys us all the time, though, doesn't he? And also, he is back again. We always think he's his last one. I he know, I know. Again. <laughs> he's never going to be gone. But um, I'm not being funny. Her going to the police, knowing he's the criminal, all this. Like, it was not the brightest thing she could have done. And knowing he's got a temper. She should have yeah. just been planning furiously behind his back, but obviously it's not part of the story. Well, I, I wonder if she thought that if she made a complaint that the police would actually do something and then because of his record, they would just take him right back. Yeah, but standing back, he took his son to go to a boxing ring. It's not the worst. Well, yeah, I mean, she knew that once Peter told her and everything. Also, can I just say, like, okay, Peter annoys all of us and, like, I am in that or whatever. But the thing that I feel like is really (laughs) so tough for Peter is that he has the very thankless job of just showing how inept and, and, like, unhelpful the police are during this time when it comes to domestic issues of certain types. Because he was... Like, in the episode, if you, like, back in the last season with the whole violent attack of that ship sailor or whatever like that, he was was so inefficient. You know what I mean? And then remember... But no, I'm going to have to... It's not that they're inept and inefficient. It's that women have no rights. Yes, that's what says the law as well. Yes, yes, yes. He's he's a symptom rather than a cause of a system that does not work. But also for this one, all he did was take his son to a gym. Like, he hasn't actually broken any law. Don't get me wrong. If my husband did that and took my daughter in and she got punched, I'd be so angry. I'd punch him to the ground. Pretty much what he did to Trudy. I'd lock him in a room. But... uh, (laughs) Well, 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 just... He he hasn't done anything that's broken the law, has he? No, he hasn't there. But also, like, but that was just one example. Like, because if because if she went to him and said, oh, but he's done this, then he'd be like, well, okay, but how are you going to prove it? Because that's what the lawyer says to her later when she goes for the divorce, because the lawyer's saying all the stuff that Lester has going for him. And she's like, what about the fact that he, like, locked me in a room? He burned me with a cigarette. He did this. He did this. He did this. And he's like, well, yeah, I know. But can you prove it? Like, you've got those marks. But how do you how do we really know that he did that to you? Well, that's the problem. 
Yeah. So, I mean, like, again, it's, it's, it, it's not just Peter. It's like a representative of a system of law that like absolutely does not respect. Well, the fact she had to apply all. for custody of her children, he automatically got them. Yeah. yeah. In custody, which is, which is ridiculous looking now. Ridiculous. Yeah, anyway, so ridiculous. he kicks off because she's t- gone to the police. Which, mm-hmm. if I'm honest, it was a bit of an overreaction to that. I'm not going to lie. I <laughs> look at We're looking at this from a 2023 lens, but even then, husband had just been in prison for being a gangster. Don't think it was the right move by her. Well, she should have taken him to the police after he, like, almost raped her, after he locked her into the bedroom. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of other stuff. Oh, 100%. Gone to the police is, and, yeah. Yeah. But my point being, she did that. He found out, went absolutely mental, burned her, yeah. locked her in, assaulted her, locked her yeah. in the bedroom, and Mickey was a witness to all of it. Oh, Mickey sat on the stairs outside. I know. Oh, I know. God. I well, know. Even, even when he's like, he's back on his first night, and they all, all those like, you know, cool gangsters like leave the house after the party and everything, and he's like, okay, well, I want to have sex basically, and she's like, no, I really don't want to. Like, please stop. And then he like keeps going, keeps going, and she pushes him off, and then he's like, oh, he's like, well, okay, I'll go down to whatever Cable street. street yeah and and get some like girls who'll be willing to do it for like less than anything or whatever and they'll do it way better than you and then he literally throws her on the ground and then well, then they wonder why mickey has got yeah. developmental issues or why he's wet in the bed well because right. he's so traumatized by his childhood watching his dad do that to his mum all the time yeah and he knows his father is coming home from prison and he's like freaking exactly. out about it yeah exactly. exactly so anyway trudy goes into labor when she's locked into this room yeah and she gets mickey to get her a knife i was cheering like go mickey Anyway, he gets to this knife. Somehow, I don't even know. I was watching it through my... I've watched this episode so many times, but even still, I was watching it through me through my hands because she managed to get out, but, oh, it was just so Oh, close. like ha- hacking her way through the door lock to get there? I mean, my Lord. Yeah. So then she runs to Nanata's house as well, waddles to Nanata's house in labour. Oh, go on. Yeah. I need to say something here because she's in a nighty when she's locked in that room. She gets herself into a dress to get to Nanata's house. Yeah. Honestly. I yeah, was impressed. I, would have, I was impressed. I would have just stuck a coat over my nighty. <laughs> well, and I would have been bloody bothered with that. And she put on heels, you girls. I mean, like, how did I literally put on slippers the second I get home every single day? And I'm not going through anything in my life. I've at been all. in my pajamas did you notice, all day today. Not changed. Did you notice as well? She had high heel slippers. <laughs> oh my lord! You know what? I, I used to think that. they were that the epitome. to me epitome of like style when i was little oh i did too you know when they have that little like the better kind of thing on the thing on the front of i had a pair of them oh somebody gave i don't i don't they weren't slippers but they were those shoes with the (gasps) thing on the front and someone gave them to me and they were just like my play like kitten mule things with like feathers on yeah with the fluffy yeah oh girl okay wait a core memory just have to share with you all. Okay, so I had the exact same thing when I was a little girl. I love the whole princess thing, glamour, blah, 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 whatever. I got these a pair of like little kitten heel, you know, like like slides like that. Exactly. They didn't have feather on the top, but I think they had like plastic jewels or something like that. And we had these tile floors in our house. And I thought there was nothing better than putting on those shoes and like clacking across the floor, like clack, clack, clack. Because, you know, like all like adult women would like walk through buildings. You hear that like the high heels going against yeah. the thing. And I just would walk back and forth and back and forth and my like the heel would like slap against my foot and then against the floor and it just was like boop, boop. it was just a sound and I, I'm like literally transported right now to being like about four years old and just like in these little heels and I just I can picture them they were like purple and pink and blue uh, anyways oh my gosh that, like, well, just so right these dramatic. But... I used to love Blanche yeah. from Golden Girls I used to watch it with my grandma when I was little yes I have slippers like that and she used to wear yep. like a matching robe and I just she thinks she was the epitome of style and elegance glamour though Yes, she actually is. I was right. She is. No, nothing's changed. She is the Well, absolute... that's, that's what Trudy wears to go to uh, Nanata's house yeah. to give birth. Yeah. 
Oh, but everybody's face when they see the um, cigarette burns on her when they get her inside. Oh, I know. Well, so she bangs on the door. So she gets Mickey to bang on the door because she's yeah. like <gasps> outside. Then Sister Julianne is, is like, we need to get her inside. And S- Sister Ursula is kind of like, she needs to go to hospital. And Sister yeah. Julianne's like, we need to deal with her here to see what she needs. And then she looks and she's like, we need to get her into there and that right now, into the clinic room right now because she's yeah. about to give birth. Yeah. And, uh, oh, I'll tell you what. So it was Patsy, Julianne, and SMC, Sister Mary Cynthia. And did you all notice that Sister Mary Cynthia looked troubled at the birth? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Because she saw the violence that that was on Trudy's body already, and she was starting to have some cracks were showing big time. Mm -hmm. And she'd already, obviously, had some issues. We'll talk Mm -hmm. about that later. Mm Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, I will say we've we've ragged on Sister Ursula. The only nice thing, oh, she was nice during this me. episode was yeah. was comfort Mickey and then offer him some biscuits. And for a scared little boy, I thought she actually did treat him nicely. That's my she one did. nice thing I can say about her. Now, should she have done it and not get any credit for it because it's exactly what you should do? Absolutely, yes. But at least she had some humanity on display. So. I think maybe Hitler would have even offered a little kid a chocolate biscuit. <laughs> <in that case. laughs> She's awful. Oh, I think she's awful too, but yeah. Anyways. So, so anyway, well. she gives birth safely to a little girl. Yeah. The, the baby had pooed at Maconium, wasn't it? Because it looked and it was Ooh. green. Oh, it was, it was really, awful. That really made me feel ill actually seeing that. I was like, I've, never, I've never seen it. I'm not going to lie. Every single oh. time I knew when to turn away. <laughs> <laughs> I I will say this. I was worried that it indicated something was really badly wrong, but then Dr. Turner was like, oh no, she just pooped her pants for like a lot of times. And anyway, we're gonna clean her right up, but it'll all be fine. And I was like, oh well, okay, if no one else seems worried about this, then I guess so I guess she that's says okay. she doesn't want to go back home, she's really scared, and she doesn't want Lester to find them. So she goes to the yeah. maternity home and yeah. Dr. Turner, the Turners, take yeah. Mickey in. And it was yeah. so cute the way he was describing the fact Mickey was watching TV with Tim yeah. in Angela's old pyjamas that are too small for him. <laughs> Slightly too small pyjamas from Angela, yeah. Mm-hmm. So then she says she's going to leave him. But then Lester turns up at the uh, maternity hall at home as well, oh. doesn't he? Doesn't he? What yeah, did yeah. he look like with those bloody boxing gloves round? Like, he looked like... <laughs> I won't swear and say the word, but he just looked like an idiot like a douche (laughs) yeah Yeah. exactly exactly oh he looked terrible yeah and again such a tight sweater oh my god i mean but i think obviously they were proving the point that he's now you know fully committed to that life he's never going to turn himself around he's just there down on the gym right boxing ring well they were trying to make him look really hard too with like all the muscles out and everything yeah indicate that he would still take mickey you know oh yes oh yes well when he says like oh i came to see what's mine and everything oh my god a chill ran up my spine it was terrible to be fair it is his daughter but not that i'm defending but not yeah no i mean no yeah yeah yeah. we know how we meant it so anyway she then announces she wants to get a divorce she's really spooked by the fact that he found her there so yeah. she goes and pawns a wedding ring and she's like, I'm alone. No one's going to help me. So she pawns yeah. a wedding ring and gets a taxi to her house and gets a locksmith to change the locks. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I was screaming, though, don't go home. Same. Yeah, I thought I thought going home was a bit of a mistake as well. I was like, well, OK, you're locking him out. But then what's going to happen? You're never going to leave the house. Like, you're going to have to leave the house to do stuff. Like, how are you going to, you know, like, it, it, it didn't. But again, I mean, I didn't want to, as I was thinking that, I'm like, but this is a woman who's, like, really in a tough spot and doesn't have a good plan. Like, she's just made this decision on the well, fly. So, like. Just give him birth. Yeah. 
Yeah, like 10 hours before it, at best, you know? Yeah, so yeah. she gets the solicitor, and he's basically like, there's nothing you can do. <laughs> I literally can't help you. We're in 1960-61. Uh, the man yeah. has all the power. Um, you've got to apply for custody. Um, yeah. You have got to basically prove that and then the mum's there basically telling him that she's mental and that she's done this before and she's not going to keep the child for a a mental you know because of a mental history and that she'd testify as well she said didn't she Mm -hmm. and then she shows cigarette burns but doesn't that happen after lester shows up maybe yes so you carry on there so well mary cynthia sister mary cynthia comes around because obviously everybody at the nurse's house is aware of her situation so they want to make sure that she's getting care but what i want to know why did they like knowing the sister mary cynthia has just been through why did they send sister mary cynthia i'm thinking that's maybe an ursula decision maybe Mm -hmm. i was just like of all the people to send and also did anybody i think so sister mary cynthia goes around to check on her and she's talking to her but did you notice mickey when lester comes and bangs on the door no what did he, he do? jumped out of his skin <laughs> oh yeah oh i saw him shudder i remember seeing that yeah yeah but i reckon they didn't i they can't have told him that they he was going to be banging on the door because he genuinely jumped <laughs> oh i need to rewatch that oh you he deserves an oscar yeah really yeah. really he was he's such a good little child actor because he just looks so he just did everything perfect and that he played that role exactly right yeah so it yeah. goes awful because basically lester gets access to the house again after all this kicks off yeah and the mum is changing the lock she's she's there to make sure that the locks get changed locksmiths come in so that lester has it and that she's not getting a key so mm-hmm. she's yeah, she says madam here yeah madam here isn't getting any keys and she seems happy about it and as daughter is catatonic on the sofa just given birth yeah absolutely bereft just doesn't know what to do she's just she won't even trapped. let phyllis go and go and talk to her like she no. bars her in the doorway yeah it's just awful terrible <sighs> so then trudy drops the children off at the police station mm. and nanata's house gets called and peter like honestly i was just like for christ's sake peter um <laughs> he says how could a mother abandon her children you know exactly what she's going through that's exactly yeah. why she's left the children there because of the <laughs> dire situation she's in that you won't help her with yeah yeah Oh, Peter. I was just like, he had no empathy. And he was exactly the same as he was with Lizzie in the previous episode. Like, he just had no empathy of the situation that the women were in. Or no thought about other situations that could be apart from his first thought that he thought in his head. Well, (laughs) I literally was was thinking about our conversation when we talked about the, the attack. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 
attacking like the guy who was doing those attacks around London and how he went in and talked to uh, I can't remember the lady's name but Colin Cottingham's wife whoever that was yeah. was Colin it Ruby? Coleman no. Colin Coleman Colin Coleman. Colin Coleman. Yeah, yeah. So so Sister Julian talks to the wife and then tells Peter. Judith? Yeah, it was. Judith yeah. Coleman. Yeah. And so then he comes to Nanata's house while they're all having dinner or lunch, whatever it is. And he's like, well, he's like, I don't know. What are we going to do? And, you know, he's like, maybe it was Colin who did this. And that's when that's when Patsy says, oh, no, no, no. Like, he's the most passive, gentle human being, like not even as aggressive as like a marshmallow bunny or whatever. And then literally Peter's like, oh, well, do you think she could be soliciting? And it's like, <laughs> her so it's like okay well her husband's beating her up or she's a prostitute that's how far you're gonna jump like uh, you want to stop so hang on let's get back to trudy so trudy got to a hostel and got help for getting full custody and relocation but hang on how did she actually get all that help go ahead go ahead nurse crane steps in doesn't she and helps her oh good Oh, okay. So they, but they say that they don't really show it in what I remember because I feel like Trudy was in the house and all of the stuff was happening with the custody and divorce and the locks getting changed. And then all of a sudden it just kind of like diverted to Cynthia and some other storylines. And then it was just like, well, anyways, now it worked out. And, and like we got yeah, a game of blue and... balloon. I just remember the blue balloon on the bus and it'd be like, bye. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, he's going to lose that because it's hanging out the back of the bus. That's exactly <laughs> what I thought. <laughs> Um, I, I think old Jenny Lee just wrapped it up at the end. Yeah, that's what I thought as well. I mean, look, so just to say, like, Trudy, the way that they wrap it up is that, you know, Phyllis and, and some other, you know, social service people, like, connect her to services where she gets a council flat. They move basically out of London. She gets custody of the kids full time. And it kind of works out. It's a good it's a good ending. Not like, Lester, I, it's not. Yeah, I mean, I, I hope I, I'm not had a terrible ending as well, by the way. Oh, I hope Lester throws a mum out on the street because he'll, he'll meet someone new. There's going to be a new well, mother-in-law. Yeah, the oh, thing totally. is, Lester, Lester, as soon as Trudy is gone, he's just going to be like, oh, well, she was a crazy, like, something, something horrible. And then he'll just go find another young woman who's vulnerable and do the same exact thing to her. I mean, he's just he's just a perpetual abuser. But the thing is, like, I wasn't wishing for this to happen. Obviously, I appreciated that it kind of was a positive ending to Trudy's story. But it will come as a surprise to no one. So this isn't really that original but like these situations are like really terrible and you know the violence is like so bad and I I was glad I don't know I I didn't want it to be worse for any of them but at the same time it felt a little bit tidy and so I I don't know that's my own personal thing yeah, I, but I it's a Sunday night you, you want it to be tidy it's good I for know, us I know I know I just and it, and it wasn't trying to like it wasn't it wasn't you know I mean <laughs> The, the horror of these domestic violence situations is obviously apparent to all of us so it didn't have to be worse to make it any better or more valid as a storyline so I don't I mean I'm not I, I don't mean to make it sound like I'm criticizing that in any way I guess I don't know anyways I just thought a whole thing that we've skipped is that Nurse Crane convinces Peter not to call social services and then she yeah. goes and she finds Trudy oh, that's what we skipped that's yeah. what we skipped <sighs> Because yes, Trudy is like Trudy doesn't see a future, and she's like feeling suicidal. And then Nurse Crane talks to her and, and like convinces her. Right, yeah, she finds right, her. she's absolutely right, right. she's in despair. She's so desperate, and she finds her yeah. at this place she spoke to her about. Thank God she she had that good relationship with her to know about that. Well done, Bex. You absolutely. <laughs> there we go. There we go. That's the hero memory also, that we need right now. When Nurse Crane, did you notice the scene when Nurse Crane was like really frustrated with the whole situation in the evening when she was making and she was making drinks with the girls? Oh, yeah, Brandy Alexander. <laughs> but I love the way she was just like, oh, she. It just made me laugh so much. Also, it's like she's one of the girls now. Like once upon a time, she wouldn't have been in there. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think that's solely down to Barbara, her yeah. closeness with Barbara, and the fact that Trixie's still in South Africa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, can I just say, I'm not, I'm not fast forwarding to heroes and zeros here. Although, Jen, get it in your head so you can actually think of one. But, <laughs> but what an episode for villains this week. We've got Lester, we've got Sister oh. Ursula, we've got Trudy's mum. Like, it's absolute plethora. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and, and never forget, this is the series opener. So this is like, you know, you're like, oh, Call the Midwife is back. Yes, my favourite show, back. Woo-hoo. And then all of a sudden, bam, it just hits <laughs> you with the harsh life of these poor patients and people and everything. And it's just, well, just the Sister Ursula oh. stopping SMJ dancing was just enough for me to be like, Oh, I anyway, mean, look, so- I'm not. I'm. I. I have. A, I come and go with Sister Monica Jones, but just let her have her fun. Come on. Yeah. Like she. She's an old woman. She's just trying to live her life in peace and just enjoy the things she wants to enjoy. Just let her do it. Well, on, on the now. subject of Sister Ursula and like Becky's fantastic segue before, <laughs> so the way Sister Ursula spoke to Sister Mary Cynthia was terrible. Oh, Did you respond to that? Yes. Let's talk about that one. Mm-hmm. Well, I just. I've just got dismissive and cruel written in massive letters here. Yeah. And she was speaking to Sister Mary Cynthia about a study. Mm-hmm. And she was obviously struggling. And she was obviously, she's a real people pleaser. Sister Julianne said that about her, that she's, she lives to please, she lives and breathes to please people. Yeah. And Sister Ursula was putting so much pressure on her. And even when she was talking to her, you could see Sister Mary Cynthia wasn't coping. And mm-hmm. Sister, there was no glimmer of care or love or anything warm towards her. She was just very cold and unnecessarily cruel again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I feel like she was also making Sister Mary Cynthia doubt herself. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And she was really twisting a lot of the things she said to make it sound worse, which I just thought, again, was just very unfair and like not a good way to really relate to people or to help them through something challenging, like taking lifelong vows to do this you know, service as a nun. I mean, I just, I was like, do you want her to take the vows or not? Because you're really undercutting her at every turn, not lifting her up, not fortifying her, not reassuring, not supporting her. Like, you're just, you're just not helping. Sister Julianne even said to her, to Sister Ursula about Sister Mary Cynthia saying, you know, she, she was assaulted not long ago. Yeah. You know, you know, we need to stop putting so much pressure on her. Sister Ursula absolutely, absolutely dismissed Sister Julianne. Because yeah. she's just horrible. But so then, obviously... Well, wait, wait, wait. Just one second. She says to Sister Julian in response to that, she's like, well, she gave evidence for the police. She testified. Like, what else do you want? Like, that's it. That's it. She just dealt with her feelings. And then there you go. And it's like... And Sister Julian was like, no, that's not it. That's really not how it goes. And she was like, huh, well... And then just moved right on. And I was just like... Yeah. Are you kidding? Well, I mean... I'm going to say... I'm going to accuse Sister Ursula of sending Sister Mary Cynthia to, the, to Lester and Trudy's house. Uh, that's yep. going to be on sure. her. And then that really rattled Sister Mary Cynthia and she couldn't cope with it. And obviously there'd been the birth where she'd seen the upsetting things and it's just been Mm. this big drama when, you know, she was already very unsettled and overwhelmed. And then that Mm -hmm. happened. And then she was sent to that when it really upset her and will have absolutely brought her back to the moment that she was assaulted. Mm -hmm. And then she just couldn't cope and she locked herself in a room and there was the most gorgeous scene with Sister Monica Joan, Sister Juliet. And Sister Mary Cynthia, there's too many sisters there, but we all yeah. know who to talk about. And yeah. Sister Mary Cynthia was so, so upset. But Sister Julianne and Sister Monica Joan were so caring and loving and yeah. still with her. And it was just absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. Well, and just and just a word to say about that scene, because Cynthia is really coming unraveled. And actually, I hadn't thought about this in a while, but Cynthia is a very sensitive and empathic person. And we had seen her kind of struggle when this was way back in, in the first or second season when she had the birth where she didn't do anything wrong, but the baby subsequently passed away. And then she felt like she had this real crisis of ability in terms of being able to be a midwife again. She was like, what happens if I hurt the baby? What happens if I hurt a mother? And Peter investigates and that whole thing. And she kind of, you know, flees 
leaves and like kind of you know spins out for a little while and then they have to kind of step in and take care of her and I'm not bringing that up in any way to say that there's anything wrong with her but just to say like you know she's a very sensitive person and like she deals with these things really sensitively and so when she had this kind of breakdown in her room it to me it made very it made a lot of sense I mean also just in the context of this one particular episode as well it did but I'll just I'll just reveal something a little personal that scene where Sister Julia and Sister Monica Joan rush in and, co- and comfort Cynthia Sister Mary Cynthia when she's like really like she's crying she's kind of coming unraveled she's just kind of you know doesn't know where she's going and everything and she asks them to tell her the quote by oh yes well sister julian is the one that says it but it's a different it's julian it was julian oh yes 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 now i'm gonna i'm just gonna give you guys a hint okay this quote will be in the series recap for this series because i just think it's such a remember that yeah exactly (laughs) and i'm not gonna do a good job remembering it right now but when i first watched this scene a few years ago like you know other there were some there were some challenging and sad things going on in my my life personally and i had been previously going through some challenging some sad times when i heard that quote i was so deeply affected by it and I felt so seen and acknowledged by that quote and it really really touched me and I've thought about that scene many many times since and when I watched it yesterday I hadn't realized that it was going to be this episode that it would come up in and I mean everyone knows I'm a big (laughs) I'm a big crier when I watch Call the Midwife but when I tell you I genuinely did have tears running down my face when I watched that scene and heard that quote back again. Now, I'm in a much, much better place. Things are going well. I don't feel the same way I felt at the time I first watched that, but it just still really, really affected me. And I just, this show, you know, it just continues to amaze in terms of how it can really reach you in these profound ways. And I, oh gosh, girls. Anyways, also in ways like, got me. none of us were pregnant or midwives in the 60s. No, like, it, it's stuff that we can still relate to now. Yeah, I've there never was been through nothing to do with our lives. Well, the thing is, I've never been through anything like Sister Mary and Cynthia has gone through ever. Yeah. Thankfully, gratefully, I've never had to go through that. And yet, you know, when you are suffering, when you are in trouble, when you feel very unglued, when you are really, you know, in a in a place where you are processing very deep and painful feelings, that is universal in a lot of ways. You know, that that oh, that yeah. experience is relatable to us all, you know, no matter who we are, because that's part of being human. And this show just ultimately really taps into that basic humanity well, also not just humanity, being women. Well, women, yes, yes, yes. Surely the female experience specifically. Definitely, yeah. definitely. So yeah. we can all relate yeah. to that, obviously. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah. So anyway, anyway, so... So, so, so Sister Ursula. Right, Sister Ursula. But so, so Sister Mary Cynthia is kind of having this real deep trouble. Dr. Turner comes in for a consultation. He talks to her. He asks her some questions. He obviously has a history with, you know, post-traumatic stress, like, and dealing with it and kind of recovery from it and everything. He recommends to Sister Ursula that she go to a clinic that he thinks is especially tailored to what she is going through and that will be the most restorative to her during that time. And it's and near then, her family, he says, doesn't it? Right, exactly. Exactly, exactly. And you can tell he's really put some thought and effort into figuring out where he should recommend that she go and where he should recommend that she go. And Sister Ursula, again, so harsh, so insensitive, so earning her little badge of like villainhood in this episode. She's just like, oh, well, I sent her to the mother house where like we all the should Nartans, go But no, but she's like, the Nanatans are a family now. Yeah. I've sent yeah, her to the mother like, house. It's yeah, so exactly. cold. Oh, and just like, well, she can just figure it out when she gets there and like whatever. And I'm like, oh, I really, oh, girls, oh, girls. It just sent me to the moon and back when I when I heard her in that scene. I just was like, God, you are really just a nightmare. Really just a nightmare. Anyways. So then ugh. that's the last we see Sister Mary Cynthia for a little while. Yeah. But we do see her again. Thank goodness. 
Yeah. Should we talk about something a bit more, a bit nicer? <laughs> Let's please do. Oh, God. Shall we talk crazy. about the Turners? <gasps> yes. Girls, First off, that... we talk about Tim shaving. It just made me feel, my God, he's so old now. <laughs> So I liked him when he was when um Sheila's obviously got Sheila's pregnant, so Sheila's got morning sickness and she's had to rush off and she's left him on the desk and he's on the phone and he's like, No, I can't prescribe because I'm only 15. <laughs> but bless him as well, not many 15-year-olds would be able to cope in the reception of a doctor's office. <laughs> oh, Tim is Tim is biologically 15, but spiritually and mentally he is like 40 years old already. I mean, yeah, he does so much, that boy. Also, the way that Sheila broke the news to Dr. Turner was lovely. Oh, okay. I was like, oh, I love it. That was a did weird be- picture, wasn't it? <laughs> I, I did didn't not like-, like the pregnancy reveal. Oh, I, 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 I thought it was cute that it said, will you be my dad? But just that weird like crayon drawing of a fetus. I just was like, Sheila, no, please don't. Like, what was the, what was, what? So when Dr. Turner said, will you be my wife? Or like, will you be my mom or whatever? Like, will you marry my mom? He gave it, it was a picture from t- Timothy. Oh, but what was the picture of? Do we remember by any chance? Like what the imagery was that was selected for that? I want to say butterfly, but then I think that's a dead butterfly he gave hers. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was what yeah. Tim gave. Tim sent a dead. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, I'm mixing stuff up. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I just was like, Sheila, just don't. I Maybe he I did bet- it with a picture of an embryo. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, was it one of Tim's drawings? Yeah, an embryo maybe. That's what we're saying. Oh, I don't know. Uh, it's just weird. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't like that. Uh, I didn't. I'll... I just. It was an, an awful idea of Sheila's. She shouldn't have run with it. <laughs> well, I will say this: the bry nylon did its work. Okay, that's like, what that, I was going to say. That was, was the, the best investment she'd ever made. That and a trip to Africa where they were all, you know, heated up and everything. Dysentery and. Caesarean sections were obviously yeah. like heating them up. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, all it took was you know like a sunburn and you know some polio vaccination clinic like work and a. Apparently, if you like struggling to conceive, or whatever, you need to be relaxed. How were they relaxed on this really stressful trip to Africa? <laughs> I think I think they were probably the most they were relaxed ever because they didn't have any kids around. They didn't have any of our their general responsibilities. All they had to do was like something that they love the most, the most, and like can chill out on, which is the polio vaccine. They remember also never forget they got that twenty four hour trip to wherever they dropped off Dr. Myra at. You don't think they stopped in a little hotel for the night and had a little you know second honeymoon or whatever like after, <laughs> on their way back because it was too late to drive back to Hope Clinic. Like they were probably living their best life in Africa. That was probably the first time they'd. Really Really been able to like fully chill out in like the whole time they've been married basically True. i love that True. sister winifred thought she still had a dodgy belly <laughs> like two weeks after getting back from africa yeah oh oh man i like the way she's that innocent right also, when we, sorry sorry before we move on just a quick word to say i loved when sheila and sheila told sister julianne that she was pregnant that oh, was such well, a beautiful yeah, that was- Oh, yeah. it was beautiful. That moment between the two women, like, again, like, I know she was acting, but Sister Julian just looked so genuine in her response to finding out that news. And it was just, oh, my God, those two girls, just, I love them together. They're just so That's great. how she should have done it with Dr. Turner. <laughs> yes. hundred <laughs> percent. Dr. Turner, like, saw the note and he was like, uh, wait a minute. What? My I dad, really want wait, one of my what? friends to get pregnant now. And I want them, I'm going to be in their ear being like, what you should do? draw a picture of a fetus and say will you be you're gonna be my dad or something and and see how the husband reacts 
<laughs> He'll be like, no, I don't want to. <laughs> okay, you were one of the first people I told I was pregnant back, weren't you? I told yeah. John well, like, you. Yeah, because you did a pregnancy test and you were like, it's negative. And I was like, do another one. Because I had like a week-long hangover because I went on a hen do. <laughs> and then I did another one on your advice because I felt so yeah. sick. And then I, it said pregnant. And I was like, oh my God, I've been drinking. <laughs> And then I just basically had a panic attack and was like, oh, my God, oh, how am I going to do this? And uh, spoiler, I haven't. It's six years and I'm still struggling. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds pretty highly relatable, to be honest with you. I was doing face painting at 7.50 this morning. Anyway, so <laughs> Barbara and Tom. Yep. Now, Becky, I know you've got strong opinions on this uh, on this wedding ring, uh, engagement ring. Oh, go off, Bex, go off. Well, Barbara had spied... Tom's, like, really disappointed that he's not been able to give her a ring. Mm-hmm. He should have just given her the grandmother's ring. Yeah, same. No, well, sorry. No, but is on, that, he could have given is, it or pawned it and given it. Is that better than her having to buy her own engagement ring? Is it better that she bought no, her own engagement No, so ring? is it... it it can't be a better situation that she's now had to buy her own engagement ring. Surely it would have been better just to have the grandmother's ring. I don't know why everyone's got a problem with the grandmother's ring. I, I I'm going have... to vote here. I do think grandmother's ring as well. So I'll, I'll, I'm I'm not going to be I'm not going to be a good answer. That, but I don't I don't have a problem with the grandmother's ring. I don't at all. But I also think that like Tom was waffling back and forth, and Barbara decided to make an investment in their relationship together their marriage yeah which i get the ring totally that she wanted, that. which to me is like so modern and like so feminist and like so like you know listen like i don't need a man to give me a ring like i know what my relationship is with my partner like i'm not gonna ask him to give me a ring like this is an investment but in then our why relationship. did she need a ring and then she, why did she need a ring at all if that was her because she because it mattered to her she wanted it as a symbol outwardly to the community that she was engaged and she knew it mattered to tom as well yeah but so i don't she understand was like, why it couldn't be his ring why could it not be the ring he already had? Well, Why has she wasted that money? They could have saved spend that on. But, but Tom never said, <laughs> I'm going to give you my grandmother's ring. And, and Barbara was like, no, I don't want that. Did she say that ever? I never heard that. Well, that's my point. Why didn't she just get that ring? They've shared a man. They don't mind sharing a ring. Because Barbara, Barbara, it wasn't important to Barbara to have a ring at all. Exactly. Which well, is why I don't well, understand why she couldn't have that ring. Well, but the thing is, Tom didn't want to give it to her. He was going to try to find another one anyway. So clearly it was like, for whatever reason, for the two of them, that was off the table. So maybe it could have been, but it like it just wasn't something that they wanted to do. So then it was like, okay, well, we have to figure out something else. And Tom was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Blah, blah, blah. Now, I think personally that Tom, with whatever income he has, could have scraped together something to buy something for her i don't know why he really couldn't do that but is he feeding could... all the homeless in poplar he should have pawned the ring though Ooh, and yeah. just swapped it that would have been fine i think yeah that's what yeah. i think should have happened also can i just say i really love this bit where barbara was like i'm not jar jar gabor <laughs> <laughs> well and to her credit she says she's like that blade of grass is as special yeah. and important to me as anything else i would ever have so i mean i i will say this i like the idea of barbara being like you know what look i have my money i'm gonna buy this piece of jewelry for myself i know what it represents it's not any less because i'm getting it for myself and then she actually goes and picks out what she wants i to mean be, I'm... to be honest it wasn't even tom that annoyed me about it It was the whole of the popular community constantly asking to see a ring yeah. well the opp the oppressive social standards that all of these girls are living through in this time is like apparent every single episode like none of us should be surprised at this point of like how much social control exists in this community like you have to do things a certain way to quote be correct and oh, it's, it's 2023 it's still like that well yeah it is i mean it's a little less now but it still is in many many ways but certainly in the 1960s i mean my god it's just you can never get away from it it's ridiculous and um, potter's wheel on the commonwealth day what is what, commonwealth day Oof. Ooh. 
Girl, okay. Is bad. <laughs> so, girls, what is Commonwealth Day for all of us non Brits that are going to be out here? What I'm is a Brit Day? and I have no flaming clue. <laughs> the Royals, because I do love the Royals, they go to a Commonwealth service every year. Okay. So I maybe that's on Commonwealth Day. Well, I mean, what's the Commonwealth, right? It's it's the it's 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 the UK and then all of the countries that are included in UK. We took over Nastala, yeah. Yeah. Well, so the Commonwealth was formed relatively recently. Okay. But what, I'm I sorry, I, I don't I don't I don't have any I don't even I don't have any co- cultural context to this, so I don't know how to explain what Commonwealth is to anyone. Yeah, but so. I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know when it started. Well, it didn't right. seem like it uh, was the first one when they were doing it in the episode. This oh, right. Well, that might make sense then. But I don't know that they were starting it. I mean, I feel like it's something that like maybe started after World War II or something like that. I don't know. It sounds like it was a... I don't know. I mean, I, I will say to your point, Bex, it seems like the royals care about the Commonwealth. I don't know many Brits who talk about it, but... Well, well 1958, no, apparently it started. 1958. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's basically the former empire, isn't it? And they joined together to form the Commonwealth. Okay. And when did when did it all become a Commonwealth? Do you know? I don't know. I know nothing about. I like watching the Commonwealth Games. I'll tell you that for nothing. Oh, so there's okay. the European Athletics Championship. There's obviously the Olympics. There's the World Championships, which is obviously then America and Canada, Japan and everyone. But there's mm-hmm. the Commonwealth Games as well, and I do like that. I'm not going to lie. It was the Queen's. It was King George who did what? It was the Queen's Queen's father called King George. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he formed the Commonwealth, and that's why it was so important uh, to the Queen. Oh, okay. And then she started Commonwealth Day in the sixties, in the late fifties. Nineteen fifty-eight. Harold Macmillan changed its name oh. to Commonwealth Day. We know nothing well, about Commonwealth Day because it's not something that's celebrated. It's not like, something that's celebrated. It's not a big holiday in the UK. So you guys no. don't ever have a Commonwealth Day. Anything. No. I've never had it no. at school. I do enjoy watching the royals attend a church service. I literally okay. watch them arrive, step out of a car, walk into a church service. I've never heard of it before this, so well done, Bex, for actually knowing. But <laughs> yeah. anyway, they're obviously having a do for it, and they have this potter's wheel that Barbara was on, and it made me absolutely laugh. <laughs> I loved it when she said that last time things she was on the wheel, things became quite violent. Well, she wasn't wrong when it happened again when she was doing a demonstration for the brownies. Also, how's Violet got time for the brownies? Where are these people getting all this time? I never, I'll never know. I'll never but know. But did you know when Barbara was talking to Tom and saying that she was going to have to do this um, pottery demonstration and he was like, well, I've got to teach the Maori hacker. <laughs> I've got to teach the what? The Maori hacker. Have you ever What's seen that? a hacker? No, I don't know what that is. So so I know of it because the New Zealand rugby team do it. So no. I don't, that's the limit of my, and we do have some listeners in New Zealand, don't we? Yeah, but basically the only reason I know it as well is the New Zealand rugby team. Yeah, so, so if you like go on to like YouTube or something and look at a New Zealand hacker, you'll see it's it. It's basically and they a do traditional, it. it's not a dance, but it's like a ceremonial kind of, the movement like a dance kind of thing. There's no music or anything, but it's and to it's scare like their opponents with it. Yeah. And they scare their opponents with it. Yeah. yeah. It's like it's like a traditional I'm... Oh it's like I think I've isn't it? I yes. think I've seen I think I've seen this. I watched some sports movie one time and I think I saw it. Yeah. Where they kind of like stomp their feet yes. and they yeah. kind of like make their bodies into like a large, larger yes. shape with their arms. We've the probably side, got this entirely wrong and our it's it's a, we're apologetic a, for getting it wrong, but yeah. is it a it's like a legacy of like a tribal or like yeah. um native culture that's part of those parts yeah, Maori. of the world. 
Yeah, yeah. okay, okay, that makes sense. But that I really want to yeah. see Tom doing it. <laughs> you know what, probably better that we don't actually see Tom doing it because that's straying into some very questionable territory that maybe we don't really need to watch. Like, Oh, speaking man... of straying into questionable territory or just straying away from Poplar, again, uh-huh. another seamless link. Uh-huh. Uh, Patsy's dad. Patsy's dad's not very oh, well. This right, day. And, I know, yeah. I think and she's she... about to go away too. Yeah, because he doesn't he live in um, Taiwan or Hong Kong? Hong Kong. Hong Kong. Yeah. Now, well, at the minute, she's just got a letter. She's not opened it yet, has she? But also, no, she, she says at the end that she's going to go, right? No, no, she says at the end to, to Delia when she's she's really moody with Delia, and she says she opens it and reads it and says yeah, that he's not says it's her... From, her, from her from his carer saying that he's not well. He's he's got this degenerative disease. Yeah, um, which I yeah. Th- I thought was like a like a pre-diagnosed Alzheimer's. You yeah. know, like I don't like I don't know if Alzheimer's by name existed by then, but to yeah. me that's but what I thought she was referencing. So the carer's message, like obviously not message, like texting. <laughs> yeah, but then, you know, <laughs> said DM, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's why she was very off with Delia because obviously you take out most on the ones you love. Yeah. Well, and she says she's like, I don't know if I could, if I'm, if I should go, if I can go, if I, you know, really want to do this or whatever, yeah. and. You know, so they were kind of left hanging at the end of the episode, as as far as I remember. Yeah. Right. Should we do heroes and zeros, ladies? I'll go first. I'll go first. Okay. My zero is going to be Trudy's mum. I can't remember if she was named in the episode, but to me, she's as bad of a villain as we get in this episode. She certainly is neck and neck with Lester, but I just thought she was especially terrible. And there was something about her behavior. Not only it's like it's abuse by itself, but also it's betrayal of her as Trudy's mother. I just was like... Yeah, you're a protector when you're a mum. She wasn't protective at all. and like the opposite of protective like she was so hurtful and horrible and I just was like you are the nastiest piece of work like I I could say a lot of other rude words about her but I I will leave it there so she was horrible and then my hero you know what I really just want to give it to Mickey because he was so sweet and I just thought you know like he loves his mom so much and I love Trudy I think she you know is a woman who's really going through the ringer and I you know I I feel for her but he like protected his mom like I did when I just think about him like running up to Nonata's house and like banging on the door for help and everything and you know he just like stuck right by her side and I just I just love that little boy and I just really I mean I know he's a fictional character but I just really want (laughs) him to have like grown up and had a good life and like you know be okay and everything else and i just know he would be the best bigger brother and all that so mickey's my hero love it thanks my zero is going to be peter (laughs) there you go (laughs) because he knows the situation that trudy is in he knows exactly what lester is like and he just has no compassion or empathy or he just sticks the i know he has to stick to the letter of the law but there's no like my hands are tied with this he's just oh it just frustrates me massively yeah Yeah. he's just like oh well anyways what do you expect okay and then my hero is going to be trudy the fact that she actually gets herself out of that situation yes Mm -hmm. and protects Mm -hmm. the kids that is very and i know it's not that straightforward because it's not easy to just walk away from that situation right but it's the fact that she's determined and she like yeah she did it she did Um, it yeah okay my zero should be lester as well but i'm gonna go with it it's ursula i think she's (laughs) absolutely horrific she's so cruel with it i just don't think there's any need and for a nun just effer Mm -hmm. (laughs) now my hero was gonna be sister julianne obviously she's amazing she saw smc but it was Mm -hmm. more the fact that she didn't turn the table over because i would have (laughs) <laughs> but I'm not going to do 
it's just Juliana's my hero oh, this week. Twist. I am gonna do Fred. Fred and Violet, the way he tells Violet she's got a lovely silhouette. And I just think, <laughs> what's a hero for celebrating older relationships that have still got it? And oh, also Fred and Violet Fred notices when Mary sister Mary Cynthia comes back and drops a bike. Fred's yeah. like something's up yeah. here. And this was yeah. not a very Fred heavy episode, so we gotta call out the Fred moments we did get. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, right, ladies. Oh, go on. Oh, I was just going to say, like, I just think there is nothing cuter when, like, now, I guess it could go either way, but I just think it's more cute when I think, when I see, hear husbands. But, like, but when husbands are just so complimentary of their wives, like, oh my God, isn't she so gorgeous? Like, isn't she so beautiful? Like, she's the most beautiful woman. Like, she's so, she's an angel. She's a this. I know men are not very effusive with those kind of comments, but when you do hear them or when you see scenes like this, like, I just do think it is so charming. And so. This... I'm going to play this part of the episode to <laughs> Anyway. he needs to lavish you with more compliments true fact you're hearing that he's not he's not even in the room i'm saying that but you know if he's boring that's that's what he's gonna be doing he's just sleeping through yeah to be fair he's just put my daughter to bed anyway so (laughs) my daughter (laughs) our (laughs) mine anyway uh... (laughs) so i've got an email here from millie and it's one of the most gorgeous emails we've ever received (gasps) so i really want you to listen to it everyone i'm excited hey guys i started watching call the midwife when i was 11 (gasps) definitely not the show's target audience you're not wrong there i was just coming to terms with my own identity and patsy and delia were the first sapphic couple i ever saw their kiss in the 2016 christmas special made me feel so seen and was a first step in being comfortable in my own identity as a lesbian how amazing is that oh my god i love i love i'm 19 now and have rewatched the show more times than i can count same millie Each time I watch, I find a new thing to learn from. Now, this is amazing. I'm a trainee paramedic. And so now when I watch, I find it so funny to see how far medical advancements have come, but also what has stayed the same even after all these years later. I think the show shows so much more than the pregnancy in the 1950s, 60s. It really is a time capsule of the whole of society over that time period, the good and the bad. I love the show so much, but I haven't really had anyone to discuss it with as no one my age really watches. <laughs> mm. And so I want to thank all of you for giving me a space to discuss what I think is an incredible and important show. Thanks, guys. Hope you continue to enjoy the show, hosting the podcast and making a space for me to gush about one of the most formative shows of my life. How amazing oh, that, that has been such a formative, amazing. I just love that. And also the fact oh. with the the... the perspective from a um from a paramedic as well like the medical aspects yeah. of it all yeah two very big parts of her identity are represented in the show so powerfully so millie shout out to you thank you so so much for listening and that was amazing amazing point of view from the show as well like we love the show obviously we've done a podcast oh. on it but obviously for, for that for your formative years that's amazing millie oh love <laughs> you millie oh my gosh millie you have just made our day made my day 1000 percent. oh my god i love it i love it and you know what this is so i feel like this phrase is so overused now but like truly representation does matter like yeah. I, I just i just i i love it you know especially like when we we haven't seen something we've gone through in anything we've observed it kind of out in the wider world like in pop culture or whatever and like just love it that this show was an opportunity for that and and yes it really is a time capsule on the medical stuff too i just oh just love thank you thank you you. as well what an amazing insightful point of view as well yeah i I was not that insightful in 19 (laughs) well Well, i was thinking this is more insightful than our actual podcast (laughs) (laughs) to be honest i won't be annoyed millie if you form your own and take over <laughs> this, that, I'll listen I won't be alone I'd listen if I'm honest 
Oh, yes, definitely, definitely. <laughs> oh, man, I just love these young listeners we have and, like, young Calls Midwife viewers. Like, I, I love just every think... listener we have. Thank you I love everyone, but... <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, that is great. Oh, I'm so glad. That's awesome. I know. I know. So on that, thank you so much for listening, everyone. Next week, we'll yes. be doing Series 6, Episode 2. Um, yep. So if you want to watch along and listen along, that'd be a fit amazing. Well, really, Obviously, you could rely on us telling you what's happened, but we get stuff wrong. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't rely out. on us. Don't, don't do that to yourself. Just watch the episode, enjoy it like we all do. <laughs> Follow and us then- on Facebook, Threads, Twitter, um, Instagram like like and subscribe always subscribe to you actually get a new episode and yeah. also leave us a review that'd be amazing oh we'd love a review yes see you all next right time. see you next time bye, bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night Guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.